Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of the Up and In Show. We are here at Cards and Culture on the Purple Gauss couch wow <laughs> the, the couch. i was gonna say guest and couch together so there we go i, new I word. mumbled it new, new word, word that's the first time that i've ever put that word together like that so there we go um but i have a special guest with me kaya johnson thank you so much for being here i appreciate you of course thanks for having me absolutely and before we get into the episode i do have to show you a little love and one of our sponsors shout out to evolve physical therapy um over here in, in baton rouge my guy, Robbie Bolton, he owns the uh, the clinic. He's been my physical therapist for a long time and when I was playing ball and everything like that. So for coming on the show, you get a special um, opportunity to go over there free of charge throughout the season, you know, physical, uh, physical therapy, soft tissue, all that stuff is really important to you. And so maybe there's a day where, you know, LSU obviously has all the resources and that kind right. of stuff, but maybe you just want to get a little massage, cupping, needles, that kind of stuff. You can go over there. Robbie will take care of you. Um, and you get to meet his staff and all that stuff. They're great yes. people over there. Thank you so much. I'm yes. going to need it. Fifth Let's year. Go. I'm going to need it. <laughs> That's it. Fifth year, right? Um, all right. So usually I like to let the guests introduce themselves. So why don't you give our listeners just a quick rundown of who you are, what you do, that kind of stuff. Um, I'm Kaya Johnson. I'm from Dallas, Texas. Um, I started gymnastics at a pretty young age in the little mommy and me classes, running around the gym with my Love mom. It. And that's pretty much where the love for the sport started for me. Um, and then I progressed through the levels as I was younger, was able to come to LSU and do what I love on one of the biggest stages in college gymnastics at the best university, in my opinion. So Love it. these last four years have been amazing, and I'm just really excited for my last one. And you're extremely humble because you didn't mention how <laughs> much of a badass you are and how accomplished <laughs> you, you are. Um, there's a reason I don't read off the resumes because I'm really fortunate that I've had some really great guests on. Mm -hmm. So um, you're as about as decorated of the athletes as we have. So Thank you. Um, Kaya's an incredible gymnast. She's been on the gym, uh, LSU gymnastics team for the last four years. If you guys don't know anything about the program, it's absolutely, you know, top of the line, just like most LSU programs. Um, but when I tell you go into the PMAC for one of y'all's, it's matches, right? Is that what do you say? Meets. Yeah. Meets, that's right. Um, I, no offense, basketball. <laughs> It might be more. It might be more lit than basketball games. No, yeah, for yeah. real. The fans come out every single night, no matter who we're competing against. It's amazing. It's like unbelievable. The energy in there is crazy. Yeah, and it's so fun too because there's 
there's not a downtime. Like you right. guys have corners, right? All that kind of stuff. There's always something happening. Right. And then even in the warm up, I know people who don't really know much about gymnastics just like to watch us flip. So even our warm up turns, people get excited. Exactly. Really cool. Well, you guys have like walkout music and everything yeah. too, right? Do you guys get to pick your own songs? Uh, normally we get to pick our own songs and then we have our beam song too. So while we're up there, everybody chooses what they want while they're on the beam. Sometimes the fans will sing along, which is Let's really go. cool. Like yeah. it's a really cool environment. The PMAC is the PMAC is dope. It is unbelievable. I remember the first time that I went there and I was like, no freaking way. Yeah. I was like, this isn't, I mean, you, you, you wouldn't expect anything less from LSU fans, but, and right. obviously you guys have a great program and DD, you know, did a great job right. building that and bringing the fans and that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, I was so taken back when I went in there. It was awesome. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm excited. I can't wait. Yeah. All right. Let's, uh, let's backtrack. You kind of introduced yourself. You said you started at a young age. So mommy and me classes, you've literally been doing yes. this since you were a little girl. Literally. I was like maybe two years old and obviously I wasn't doing gymnastics right. at the time. I was just running around the gym, jumping in the pit with my mom next to me. Um, and then shortly after that, I started getting on the team and like progressing through the levels. So I started yeah. a very long time ago. <laughs> That's a, was your mom a gymnast? Like, was she no, in there doing that stuff? No, not at all. My mom played basketball nice. in college for a couple years. Um, and then I also did basketball, soccer, and dance when I was younger. Okay, so you're a little bit of an athlete. Yeah. Right, right, right. Just, <laughs> Just a little bit. bit. <laughs> no, but it was actually really cool when Kim Mulkey um, came to LSU because I'm from Dallas, like I said. And for some reason, probably when I was like six or seven, thought I was going to Baylor to play basketball. Really? For, <laughs> for Kim? Kim right. So when she came and like got the job here, I was so excited. I was like, what a full circle That's moment. I'm awesome. not a basketball player, but uh, <laughs> I, I still get to I see I want her. it to be. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's awesome. And you get to be around her because like, right. just her greatness. That's yeah. really cool. Um, were you recruited? Was Didi? Because I know there was a coaching change, right? So yeah. you went through a coaching change here? Yeah. So... I was recruited by Didi mm -hmm. and Bob and Jay. They yep. were my first coaches my freshman year. Um, and then she ended up retiring. Jay became head coach. And we got Ashley Natt, who yep. was a former LSU gymnast, which yep. has been really, really cool. She coaches us on beam. And then the following year, we got Courtney and Garrett, who are our floor and vault coaches. Nice. Yeah. All right. I want to get into that eventually because I would love to – I want to dive into – I know how intense um, gymnastics is at the youth level. So yeah. I want to like, kind of talk about that from the beginning. Um, you said you played a lot of sports growing up. When did you realize that gymnastics was serious? Because I had a niece that was in it from six years old till 12. And yeah. I mean, her whole life was, was yeah. gymnastics. So when did you start like, um, taking it serious like that? I think I was probably like 10 or 11 okay. is when I my parents made me decide yeah, what exactly. sport I wanted to do because we quickly learned that I wasn't going to be able to do all those things yeah. and do gymnastics at the same time. Because right. our sport is one where we don't really have an off season. Like. <laughs> We compete um, in the spring and then in the summers, that's when you train every day and like learn new skills for the next level. Yep. So there's really no downtime with gym. Um, so I was about 10 or 11 when I decided like this is what I wanted to do for sure. And then at that point, that's when my parents and I decided to switch gyms and go get coached by Kim Zameskel. I don't know if you've ever heard of her, but she was the first world champion for the okay. U.S. Yes, nice. she's a really yeah, good coach. Yeah. So we ended up driving like an hour away to practice every until, day every day oh my God. until we ended up moving out to Coppell from DeSoto um so yeah it was a it was a big change but yeah. I knew if I wanted to get to where I wanted to go I was gonna have to focus solely on on gym and yeah. that's about it it's so crazy just the the sacrifices and demands that you know people see the finished product they come mm -hmm. to the, the 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 meets and see you out there and see you know 
the resume and everything, but I think people take for granted the work that goes into it, the sacrifices that you made at 10 years old, right. 11 years old, an hour a day. Yeah. Think about it, even just your parents too, just drive, like, you know, figuring out ways to make that work yeah. is pretty amazing. Yeah, no, it's a lot, but also very, very worth it. Yeah. Like looking back wouldn't change anything. Yeah. Now having a little perspective at your age, you know, as you get older, you'll have more and more, but was that tough at 10, 11 years old to sacrifice, you know, going to birthday parties, events, you know, and then as you get older, school parties, you know, right. being in social circles, that kind of stuff? Yeah, for sure. It was definitely a lot. Um, but like I said, when I made that move to that gym, everybody was doing the same thing. Yeah, like there were so better. many high level gymnasts trying to do the exact same things that I was doing. So I was surrounded by it all the yeah, time. Yeah. So it was basically normal yeah. just to be in the gym, do school, do gym again exactly. that same day yeah. and then go home and not really have much of a social life. But like I said, those girls became my yeah, best friends yeah. still to this day. Um, and we're like connected on a deeper level, I feel yeah. like, because we went through so much at a young age. But like I said, I wouldn't change anything yeah. about that. Did you ever do any of the Team uh, team USA sucks? I know they start, it's kind of like baseball too. They have like 12-year-old, 16-year-old, right. all that start stuff. start really, really young. Yeah. Um, well, in gym, it's like elite gymnastics okay. and JO. There's okay. like separate like categories for yeah. it or whatever. So I did elite gymnastics for a very short period of time. You have yeah. to qualify and all that stuff. I gotcha. So I think I was around 13 when I started that. Okay. And I finally qualified and I was able to compete at US Classics, which was really cool for me. I'd never done that before. Nice. And then going into US Championships, which is a pretty big meet, actually tore my Achilles. Oh no. When I was 14. What? Yeah. So that was pretty much the start and the end of my like oh, elite my gymnastics God. career. Yeah. And then after that, I just kind of focused on J.O. and trying to shit. get a scholarship from a school. Yeah. yeah. 14 years old, tearing yeah. your Achilles. You fully tore it? Yeah. Oh, my God. So what was, I mean, talk to me what that mental battle was like at 14. Because you don't, you know, as you get older, if you have an injury, you have some perspective right. and maturity and stuff like that. But 14, that must have been really tough. Yeah, no, it, it was insane. I didn't even, I probably couldn't even tell you what my Achilles was at the time. Right, like yeah. I didn't you even, don't even know, know your body. Yeah. Right. I didn't it even hurts. know that you could do that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I did that. Um, my surgeon at the time said that I was like the youngest person he'd operated on for an oh Achilles tear. So it was crazy. It was very hard to yeah. sit out that long because the recovery process is so long and intensive, but I feel like I grew a lot from that. And mm -hmm. being able to switch from elite and focusing on JO to get recruited was really, really cool. And just a fun experience to start visiting schools. Yeah. Like I had more time to do that and get looked at by coaches. So That's a blessing awesome. in disguise. Yeah, for sure. absolutely. That's cool. Yeah. So what was the reason? So you switched from elite to J. So what does J.O. stand J -O, for? J.O. It's like junior Olympic. Gotcha. Yeah. So you switched to that and that helps with recruiting because you're, are you just in front of more colleges, more coaches, that kind of stuff? Um, I wouldn't say it helps with recruiting. It just, so elite, like you're only really competing a couple times a year and gotcha. try and make the national team and all that stuff. And then in JO, we have multiple meets um, a year and our season is at a different time. But at JO Nationals, if you make it, like all the college coaches will come watch you and they have yeah. like their flags and stuff. That's cool. So, I mean, you can get recruited either way. It just, that was the easiest process for me. Gotcha. Yeah. When did you realize... I always like asking like elite, when did you realize you were going to do this at the next level and you were pretty good? Yeah. Was it young 14, 15 ish and you were getting recruited? Yeah, I'd probably say, I'd probably say honestly, when we made the switch, yeah. like I was talking about earlier oh, to the okay. other gym, yeah. just because my parents were willing to sacrifice yeah. so much for me to be able to do this. I'm like, okay, if they see something that's awesome, and me to be able to 
make it this yeah. far, then like, I, I guess I'm a, yeah, exactly. a little good. I'm all right. I, I guess, guess I'm all right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, shit, they're driving you an hour away. Right. You're like, all right, mom, I must right. be good Let at this thing, right? Capitalize yeah. on this <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, who you remember who the first college was to recruit you or reach out? Ooh, that's a great question. I have no idea. We used to get these like little letters. Yeah, that they exactly. Send to yeah, exactly. All the time, but like so that's excited. memorable, right? Yeah. I can't remember who it was. It might have been like Utah, maybe. Nice, yeah. I could be wrong. Though. Mine was like UMBC, and I just remember being like, "Oh my god!" Like, yeah, and, you yeah. know, they have the, like they literally fill in your name because it's just like the filler message that they send <laughs> right, to everybody. But right. I was so jacked up. I was like, I saw. It was actually my first letter was for basketball over baseball. So, oh, wow. yeah, I was like, I thought it was something. I was like, ooh, be a good basketball player. <laughs> That's maybe. funny. Yeah. Um, what was your first visit you went on? Um. I believe I visited Alabama first. Oh, wow. University of Alabama. Okay. Twice, actually. I was They really, were making some moves. Right. They were I, trying. I liked it a lot, but not enough. Okay. Um, so when you were like 15, 14, 15, like 16, you start thinking about colleges, what are some of the schools from a gymnastics standpoint that you would want to go to? Mm-hmm. And then like just living, growing up in Dallas, where you're from regionally, where did you want to go to school? And like how far away were you comfortable going from home? Um, I would say the SEC was a big thing for me. I really wanted to stay in the SEC. Um, and then I also looked at like UCLA and OU nice because they're really good schools and really good, um, with gymnastics or whatever. So I ended up committing to Georgia first. What? Oh, I committed to Georgia first. I was committed there for like two years. Two full years. Yep. And then I decommitted to come to LSU. What did DD do to get you here? Let's go. (laughs) honestly everything like (laughs) she didn't have to do much yeah i came and visited i went to a camp here and fell in love with it and also it was way closer than georgia was at the time like i didn't realize even it's like the small stuff you don't realize in high school like driving home for thanksgiving or Mm -hmm. flying like i don't have to fly anywhere because i'm so close to dallas so overall it was like just made sense yeah Yeah. a better option so how does that work you commit to georgia right Mm -hmm. and then everything's good for two years and you just happen to go to a camp like you were just like I want to go to this camp and get a little better or did you have a little bit in your mind like maybe I'm not as solid on Georgia as I thought yeah there was so there was a coaching change that gotcha. happened okay. yep. and so the coaches that I committed to right. were no longer Makes there sense. and then that was pretty much when I was like let me just see, see what's out around there. and then yeah yeah how's Georgia's pretty good their, yeah. their program right yeah I feel like all the SEC schools yeah. And gymnastics are pretty, yeah. pretty what, up there. What other conference? Is it like the West Coast ones that do well as well? Yeah, the Pac-12 and then OU, It's just mixed in there. Yeah, great. they're just good. Yeah, exactly. Always amazing. Yeah, always. <laughs> but it's like Florida, Alabama, mm-hmm. LSU, Georgia, Auburn. Auburn. Kentucky, yeah. Kentucky's good too. Mm-hmm. Wow. All right. That's cool. Who's who? Who's on the radar this year as like, is there a favorite? Is there? Do they have preseason rankings yet? Anything like I that? I don't think any of that has come out, but obviously Oklahoma because they won yeah. last year. Yeah. Um, and you and guys then, made it to the final yeah, four, right? We made it to the final yep. four, which is really exciting. Who else was there? Utah was there. Florida was there. Wow. UCLA. Yeah. Kind of the top okay. schools. All the same ones that are kind of in the mix. In the mix. Always. Yeah. 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 Gotcha. All right. So we've talked about you getting here and falling in love with LSU. Talk to me a little bit about the culture. What has made you fall in love? Because being an LSU student right now is probably, if I had to imagine, got to be the, the top of LSU history, top right? Tier, so like, to be mixed in there yeah. and be around these great athletes and that kind of stuff, talk to me what that's like right now. It's so surreal. Yeah. Like to think about my sister, big women's basketball fan, and she's like obsessed with Flage and Angel and stuff. And I'm like, 
I get to Those are my homies. walk around yeah, with like, these, these people my peers. all the time yeah. or like live doing these big things for gym. Like it's just really cool to be a part of because um, not many people can say yeah. that they're at the best like university yeah. in, in the world at this time. So it's really cool to just be a part of and sit yeah. back and watch everybody do their thing. It's yeah, cool. absolutely. I love that. It really is a special time. So I think it's pretty amazing that you know, just we, I did a podcast with Joe, our you know the producer for this show, and we sat here and we just listed off some of these athletes that are coming through right now, yeah. their accomplishments, the things that we're doing, and it's like, it's just like we look at your resume, and it's just like endless people on people on people on people. The list right. goes on, so it's like crazy uh, the the time that we're in. I really do think we're gonna look back on it and just be like, holy shit, like, right. it was nuts. The that people that we had coming through, yeah. yeah. So I always tell people that are sitting on the couch that I'm interviewing at LSU and talking to and stuff, just take advantage of this because this is a crazy unique moment in history and time and all that. Network with all these people, become friends with right. them, all that stuff because they're you guys are all doing some really great things right now. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, I want to talk a little bit about actually. Let's. I, I kind of said the culture. What was what was the biggest thing? Right. I came from Jersey. Mm-hmm. Food, the people. It was all different. What about from Dallas? What was it for you? What was the biggest thing? The being biggest in thing that was different. Yeah. Culture shock, whatever. Or you're just like, holy shit, they do this here, or like right. whatever. I don't know. Like. I feel like Texas and Louisiana has its like similarities yeah, for sure. Um, but I guess like Mardi Gras, I I, I didn't know anything <laughs> about that until yeah. I got here, and yeah. I think it's the coolest thing ever. It like is, we yeah. literally have a a meet in our season like that's themed for Mardi Gras what? because it's so big. Yeah, we have the Mardi Gras meet. That's whatever badass. weekend. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's pretty cool. Oh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. So what do they do for that? Um, we have like a certain Leo that we wear, nice. and then they just advertise it for yeah, people yeah, yeah. to come out with like the beads and all the stuff, make it fun for the fans. Yeah, that's super yeah. cool. I love it. Louisiana does have so many different traditions. The culture yeah. is so deep here. And like I said, I came from Jersey and it's like people don't care about the things like they do down here. <laughs> right. So I love I love hearing that. Um, and you guys are in a super unique time, too, just as athletes with NIL and all mm-hmm. that stuff. You kind of mentioned Livy kind of, you know, doing some things. And obviously she's in a different category than right. some others. But talk to me about NIL, what that experience has been like. And then even as a female athlete right now, there's so many barriers that you guys are breaking down that you know you guys are creating all these opportunities so talk to me what that's been like at the forefront of that it's been really really cool like i said all the opportunities especially at lsu with the people that we have and um all the stuff it's been cool to be a part of and to watch other people do amazing things as well like live and angel and all them doing all these big things it's been really cool and to just be able to brand yourself and like market yourself yeah off of your athletic ability is really cool so it's been fun it's like the whole body of work that you guys have put in your whole life you're getting rewarded for it now not only with the scholarship and the fans and the experience but now you guys can actually monetize it and get some money back you know for all the time things that like you enjoy or like work with brands that like really like sit right with you like i think that's really cool exactly and it's cool because if you get with the right brands right it's just storytelling you're mm-hmm. storytelling about your you your story why you use their product how it's mixed into your life that kind of stuff so right. it's cool um have you had any big brand deals so far i would you say talk super about? big yeah. um i did one at the very beginning with canes which i, I saw thought that. was really yeah. cool i saw that i thought I that was yeah food first of all. <laughs> <laughs> i love canes I yeah love all food in general but that was really cool and i've done a couple of small things but nothing like Nothing Super crazy. Yeah. yeah. You have anybody on your radar that would be like a dream NIL job or, or like partnership? I don't even know. Yeah. I'm trying to think. What? Do you, all right. So I always like to think of like, what do you, what's something that's like a staple in your life, your routine? It could be hair care, skin care, anything you do yeah. before a meet, a match or match. I keep saying match. <laughs> sorry. A meet. Um, 
Any superstitions or anything that you have? Fruit snacks. See, right there. Welch's, actually, I, th- I thought about that. Welch's, Welch's we need to reach out. Great. Let's go. Welch's would be great. Or like um, <laughs> some type of coffee. I drink coffee all the time. So See? that would be pretty cool. You got to get a CC's around here. Right. Like, easy. Right. Or Where do you, what coffee place do you drink? Mm, I'm more of a Starbucks girl. Also, okay. the new Seven Brew. Have you guys tried no, Seven Brew? I, where's that? I forgot which street it's on. Okay. It's no, kind of by closer to the mall. It's good. You should try That's it. That's right around here, though. That's mm-hmm. nice. All right. Seven Brew. I'm a big coffee person, too, yeah. so I love trying new it's coffee spots. It's like a little drive-through. Nice. Yeah. yeah I like See, that. you got to get some. We got to get you some brand deals. Let's I know, go. right? I need to reach out. Yeah, that's I'll, it. You I'll really do. I'll type my emails yeah. today. <laughs> <laughs> do you have an advisor or an agent or anything like yeah, that? Yeah, I do yeah. have an agent See? that I work with, so yeah. she's been really helpful. See, yeah, you got to just tell her and be like, yo, Welch's, we got to reach out right. to them. Like, we got to do something. Right. There you go. <laughs> I always tell athletes, though, for real, like, in all seriousness, like, it's that's the easiest stuff for you to talk about you know yeah. what i'm saying you're doing it anyway it's in your everyday life like brands want to hear that stuff mm-hmm. like they'll be fired up about that stuff so yeah. it's organic content for them and they get somebody like validating their little thing you know right. like a lila trying to make her way into the <laughs> microphone yeah She's no, sharing but her time. <laughs> that's definitely one of my goals this year my last year try nice. and capitalize on all of that stuff very as cool. much as I can before I'm done. Yeah. Um, all right. So what are you looking forward to the most as the season comes around? You guys are just starting school. You know, today's your first day of classes mm-hmm. um, or first day of class. Right. You're in your <laughs> fifth year senior. But um, talk to me what you're most excited about. Um, I'm excited for all of it. Honestly, I don't I don't really know if I can pick one thing just because last year I was out for most of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously getting back into the PMAC and competing and contributing to my team, like physically, I'm excited about that, but also we have a lot of new girls, like our team is super big. So I'm excited to just get to know everybody, like form our bond. Our connection was so good last year. And I think that's one reason why we were able to make it so far. So I'm, I'm excited for all of it, all the above. (laughs) I love it. You said you were out most of last year. You want to talk about that and like what it's like coming back from things that, you know what I'm saying? Just the mental side of stuff. Yeah. So last year I tore my other Achilles also at the very beginning of our season. And it was pretty hard just to to, to be out. I was very blessed to be able to compete the first three years pretty much all the time. I didn't have any major injuries. So mm-hmm. that was really hard to deal with at the beginning. Um, but like I said, we were so close as a team. They were all there for me. Um, and they really helped me throughout that process. So just, <laughs> if you guys hear snoring, that's Lila just mixing in some little snorts. Yeah. Um, so just like mentally going through that, it was, it was tough at the beginning, but once I, you know, wrapped my brain about around what had happened, I just tried to channel all my best energy toward my teammates and still contribute in any way. Um, whether that be like cheering for them or like motivating oh. them, um, even though I couldn't do it. So it was, it was a lot, but like I said, another blessing in in disguise. I feel like I grew a lot from that and I want to take all that stuff that I learned about myself last year and bring it into this year. Yeah, well, that was a great answer because I was going to be like, give us some advice because I struggled with injuries in my Mm -hmm. career, right? And so there's always different ways that you can look at those situations. So Mm -hmm. I always like to ask, you know, or leave people with some advice. So why don't you, why don't you, so the hardest part usually is fi- like, right, you ha- you felt something experience and you probably knew it was torn. But right. then when you find out, you go through the MRI and everything. Talk to people about that moment right there and who you lean on, what kind of stuff. Obviously, you mentioned your teammates, but mm-hmm. that situation to me is usually the hardest mentally. Right. You know? Just to Com- actually like, hear it. Yes, exactly. Like, you're like, it's loud. real. Yeah. And yeah. then the doctor's like, OK, you're going to be out six months right. right, or whatever it is. And you're like, 
what what are the first thoughts and then like what are your comfort zones and your things that get you right to make you feel better um i think for me one thing that really helped in that sense was just us being in the middle of our season mm, so i yeah. toured on a friday and my teammates had a meet on monday wow like they turned around and had to compete yeah. two days later and so i knew I wanted to be at that meet. I didn't want to miss out or sulk in right. any of my yep. sadness about getting yeah. hurt or whatever. So I think just surrounding yourself around people that you care about, you know that they care about you. And like I said, they were my main focus and still the rest of our season was was my main focus, even though I wasn't going to be able to compete. So just taking your mind off of it, um, leaning on the people that you love helps a lot yeah no absolutely I think yeah. that's the biggest thing I think people need to hear you know even in that moment where it's like the hardest time I think we have a choice right whether you want to sulk in it right that's, you, you could have stayed at home you could have made it a miserable weekend right. you know and whatever but instead you got out there you look for the positives the silver linings all that kind of stuff and I think just that positivity mindset is so important you know right. and, and being able to be like all right cool I can learn and grow from this rather than like I can't believe my season's over or whatever right, right? Because at so. the end of the day, this the situation is not changing. It is so, what it is, right? Yeah. Yep. You just yep. have to choose to how yeah. you want to handle it. You're out of the, there's so many things that are out of your control, especially in sports, injuries, you know, results, that kind of stuff. But you're 100 percent in control of how you respond to them. So that's right. why when I hear somebody that's you know enlightened, somebody that's a little bit more mature for their age and has gone through adversity and stuff, I always like to like try to hear how you guys got through it, you know, and share that experience with everybody because I think that's really big. Even kids, you know, baseball players, a lot of young kids listen to this and stuff and they have elbow injuries or they yeah. can't play in the summer, you know, or whatever. So just little things like that of how people have got it done, I think goes a long way. Yeah. yeah. Well, Kaya, thank you so much. I mean, this has been an incredible conversation. I've just really enjoyed sitting here with you. Um, I'm really excited about your senior year, about the, I guess, fifth years. What, right. What are we calling it? Fifth year. Fifth I year. Guess. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We don't know if it's COVID or uh, Richard, yeah. Richard, yeah. Um, what about what's after this year? Do we, what's the next level? Is there a next level? Are we moving on from gymnastics? How does that work? Um, I definitely want to stay in the sport mm -hmm. at some capacity. I would love to be a college gymnastics coach. Let's go. So that's the goal. There's a couple um, HBCUs that are starting programs for the first time ever. Oh my God. Yeah. I think there's awesome. only two that have gymnastics now. So let's go. I would love to be a part of that and like growing that side of gym. So I love that. That's the goal. We'll see. Yeah, that's fucking yep. awesome. I really like that. That's Thank awesome. You. Um, how does the next level work? Like, so if is there an opportunity to do anything professionally? Is it the Olympics or do you have to kind of do that on the way up before college? Yeah, normally it's done before school. That's gotcha. what I was talking about earlier, like the elite level gotcha. of gym. Yep. So like that is the path to get to the Olympics. Okay. Nowadays, though, because of NIO, which has been really yeah, cool, yeah. we've seen a couple um, college gymnasts who were in the elite phase before they got to school mm -hmm. go back. And so there's a couple girls that competed in NCAA last year that are trying to go for the Olympics wow. this upcoming yeah. year. So because of them being able to like make money here and exactly. not having to like choose professional or right. college, it's been really cool for the sport of gymnastics. So now... I mean, you could do it before, you could there do you it go. after school. All right, I like yeah. it. NIL, making developments right. within gymnastics. That's yeah. cool. Well, again, I know I, know I said I was just going to let you go, but <laughs> school just started. You guys have a nice off day today, but I know you got workouts tomorrow yep. right into it. So yep. um, I'm excited. Back into it. Yeah, I'm excited to, to follow your year. Actually, before I let you go, I'm sorry, I do want to ask about Didi because I think Didi, you know, talking about recruiting and mm -hmm. stuff like that. And 
I think just documenting things with historical great coaches, things like that, right? Talk to me a little bit about Dee Dee, because you said you had her your freshman year. Mm-hmm. So you got one year under her and then you had a coaching change? Yes. So talk to me a little bit about like a coaching change and then somebody that has laid a foundation of greatness, right? And right. then when they leave and bring on new coaches, talk to me what that experience was like. Um, I mean, my first year with Didi was amazing. She's an amazing lady. She was the only coach up until that point of LSU Gymnastics. So she literally built the program Mm -hmm. from the ground up. And she would tell us stories about her like going into Rouse's and like handing out gymnastics tickets a long time ago to get people there. Mm -hmm. And so to see the PMAC, like we were talking about earlier now, and like all the fans supporting us, like she she did a great job. Can't even like explain in words how awesome she is. Um, and it was really cool to have her my first year. And then she ended up retiring and we got Jay, who was our assistant at the time, yep. became our head coach, which was cool because we already knew him. It wasn't like somebody new was walking in the door. Um, and I, I mean, I think he just took the program right where she left it and yeah. tried to elevate it um, as much as he could. And I think with him as our head coach these last, last couple of years, we've seen that. So yeah. I've loved being coached by both of them. Yeah, I I love stories like that. And the reason I wanted you to tell it is because the same thing, I think something that got me to love LSU was hearing how Skip Bertman built the baseball program yeah. too. Same thing. He, was, he wasn't the first coach here, but he was at Miami and he saw how they built their program. And he's like, we can do the same thing at yeah. LSU. And he's built it, you know, to the biggest program in college baseball right. now. So it's like the same thing that she's done. Um, I love hearing st- like almost like startup stories, yeah. you know, like that kind of stuff. So I love that you shared that with us. And I wanted to make sure we had that because I think that's important too. Yeah. yeah. No, she's awesome. It's cool to be a part of that the program story. that yeah, she exactly. Built. I'm yeah. happy that you got a year with her too. Yeah. Like, that's really cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she still comes in sometimes and yeah. like, she's come say hey. Yeah. She's dope. Yeah. I <laughs> see her all the time. Dee Dee. Yeah. I see her all the time. And she just like, she's one of those people you just love being around. She's got good energy right. and everything. She makes you happy and smile. You're like, dude, it would probably be awesome to play for you. You don't want to fuck up, I right. feel like. But <laughs> but that's what I think makes a great coach, right. you know? So yeah. yeah, she's awesome. Well, good stuff. I promise you, I'm going to let you go. Um, make sure, guys, if you guys are listening to the podcast, like, subscribe, share. If you guys are going out to any games this year and you guys want to use my code, you guys can type in Renato. That's R-A-N-A-U-D-O. If you guys want to buy tickets on SeatGeek, um, you guys get $20 off your first purchase. So if you guys are going to come out to any meets this year and support Kaya, make sure you guys use Renato, R-A-N-A-U-D-O, $20 off your first purchase. You guys can get some good tickets front and center. Let's go. Thank you so much, Kai. I appreciate you you being here. Thank you. I enjoyed it. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.